There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. And welcome back to Could It Be? An Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Hey. Hey, hey. Happy New Year. I mean, year. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not like New Year's Day or anything. It's it's the first episode of the New Year, even though we kind of crossed over into the New Year on the last one. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, it's the first one of the New Year. You doing Okay. No, I came in to like our Facebook page because I was going to share it over to the group. Mm -hmm. And then it was very loud in my secondary uh, earbud here. Wow. Well, welcome to everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here as we are here to recap season nine, episode nine, the unusual suspects. Mm -hmm. Not the usual ones. For oh, the Curse of Oak Island. Only the unusual ones. History Channel. Yes. You, you know the thing. All right, so welcome. Hi, everybody, into the chat in the chat. Good to see you. Um, let's chat about the Curse of Oak Island. Like we had a pretty fun episode. Mm -hmm. Lots of stuff going on in uh, the Money Pit. Can you believe it's already episode nine? Yeah, I we're can't. Oh, we're almost halfway there. Do you right? happen to know how many uh, episodes there are going to be in order to know if we're no. almost halfway there? Yeah, yeah it's going to be more than twenty, right? So. We're almost halfway there. Sure. It's my guess. <laughs> Anywho, man, Anywho. yeah, we had quite a bit going on here. We had we had some money pit and swamp. Uh, we had a war room that uh, had an unusual suspect. I know that guy. Doug. Yeah, the uh, it was cool to have, a, or I'm, I'm, I was happy to be back in the war room because mm -hmm. we missed it the last episode. I know. <laughs> At least right? I missed it. And then, so. of course, we did some metal detecting. Hmm. And that's it. End of show. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> or not. Or not. Uh, where do you want to start? You want to start in? Probably the money pit. I was going to say the money pit, and I forgot like what it was called for a second. You forgot okay. what the money pit was called. So I just got home from work, y'all. Just give me a break, okay? Okay. Literally. Uh Licks. Okay. Okay. You want me to give you a break, literally? Yeah. What does that even mean? It's like a Kit Kat bar? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. It's not like not like a broken foot or broken leg, like our forefront Kristen. Aww. Yeah, or Chris. And our our, fr our friend Chris has a broken foot. Yeah. Ooh. Sorry, guys. We heart you guys. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Money pit. At the beginning, we uh, go to uh, bor a brand new borehole. High, high four. High four. High four. Yeah, high four. High four. Psh. Yeah, that's all I could think of. I was like, man, you couldn't have gone with like high five. They should have, shouldn't they? I know, just you know, whatever. Yeah, so um Charles and Terry uh -huh. hanging out, you know, observing and supervising the drilling of HI4. Uh -huh. Terry explains that they could be starting to chase shaft six at this point, and uh that this hole would be right at the heart of the shaft. They're hoping. Yeah, where he pointed out on the map seemed like they were trying to go through, like, the bottom of it. Because it's not like they were on what they thought was the wall. But I don't know. Me neither. Well, I know what comes up in the borehole, but... What's that? <laughs> Wood! Uh -uh. All right, so Charles explains that they... Yes, this is uh, this is indeed Shaft 6. He knows. 
And uh, they know at 118 feet, there's going to be a tunnel off of it going directly to the money pit. And so they're stoked about that. There was a flashback to a week ago uh, doing borehole G2. Mm-hmm. When they got to 80 to 90 feet deep, they hit wood. And the fellowship believed that to be shaft six. Which is and- exciting because as we get recapped always, it's the one with the deep collapse. Mm-hmm. Hopefully treasure got sucked into it. Please. A bloom, Something. <laughs> Something, right? Something. Maybe uh, one of the... An- a ring like uh, Gary found it down in Florida. Right? Oh, snap. Treasure ring. I bet, yeah, if they found enough, Marty would wear one on all each of his fingers. <laughs> They're like Super Bowl rings for treasure hunting. Yeah. But like. Well, I think uh, Gary, the one Gary found is better than a Super Bowl ring. E- yeah. I mean. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah. So anyway, they're excited to be digging this area. Mm-hmm. Um. Adam from Choice Drilling brings over a new core, and it's from the 69, dude, feet to 70 feet section, like the depth. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they cut it open, they see that it has what appears to be... Stacked timbers. Whoa. Terry's pretty eager to, you know, point that out and suggest that they're clipping the side of a shaft. It's what they want to find. Well, yeah, they want to clip the side of shaft six. You know, because they need to, like, kind of figure out all the dimensions of it, right? Mm-hmm. It will, and which way it's, it's oriented, yeah. right? Yeah. Cool, yeah. So um, then they call in the cavalry, or the cavalry just shows up. I was going to say, they didn't say they were going to call him. It's like Rick smelled the wood, and he's like, guys, deploy. Yeah, so Rick and Steve head mm-hmm. on out along with good old Doug Kroll. Uh, they show up. Uh, to get the uh, morning update of what's going on over at the money pit. Yep. And Terry tells them what we just said, that they were in high four and they think it's the Southeast corner of their shaft. Mm -hmm. And they believe that they're going through like a substantial portion of the wall, but like just clipping down the side of it. Right. Yeah. And they've got wall from 71 to 75 feet so far. Because, you know, if it goes kind of in and out, in and out. I just, I don't know how that shaft could possibly still be even in. Tact? Yeah, like enough to. I don't know either. Especially because of the collapse, I guess, is really my. But if like the upper part. That's four feet of wood. That's a lot of wood. That is a lot of wood and obviously stacked timber. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Rick seems really excited about what's going on at the money pit at this point. He's ridiculously, <laughs> ridiculously, Rick ridiculously excited. Yeah. And he goes <laughs> on to talk about how, uh, how this, you know, gives him a lot of hope mm-hmm. and finding a tunnel associated um, with Shaft 6 would give you the proof that you need that the Oak Island story is real. And he goes on to say that uh, this helps with um, where to put the new case on, mm-hmm. the big one. Yeah, because it sounds like they got at least two that they know locations that they want to put. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as he, as we hear a lot, Rick's like, this, this is my white whale who wants to chase Shaft 6. Yeah. Because he believes that's where the evidence is. 
Yeah, and then they um, actually leave the money pit for a little bit. They do head to the research center. Uh -huh. So we should uh, talk oh, a little bit about Oh, the research center. Yeah, you know, we don't have this other one, so we're going to play this song for the To the Research Center! <laughs> Laird Man. Well, no Laird in this scene. No. Steve Man. Steve Steve, man, oh, Steve's that doesn't even work. Steve's kind of in charge of this. He's like, you know, hey, he this is where it's, this is where we're plotting. This is what we're doing. Is he? He's there giving. I imagine if Steve was teaching at NSCC still, that he'd like be pointing like this. Sure. Right. Yeah. Like, look at this handy map. Where? Uh, uh, oh, I don't oh. know. I'm waving my imaginary map. map. Oh, well, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyways, Rick, yeah. Marty, mm -hmm. Doug, mm -hmm. Steve, yep. Alex, Charles, all hanging out in the research center. I know all those guys. <laughs> Do you? Mm -hmm. uh, Marty asked Steve to bring them up to date on the drilling program. Mm -hmm. And Steve says that as per Rick's instructions, they were wanting to focus on the western portion of the money pit where Shaft 6 could be which is you know what they were kind of thinking they were drilling over in the money pit mm -hmm. and steve shows them that he's outlined the particular area in the western section to try to define where shaft six is based off of the information they have mm -hmm. because according to him where they've drilled this is the mm, or how it's oriented I guess is orientated <laughs> within the money pit. So then uh, based off of that, which side is the tunnel coming off of? Don't know, but that's what they're trying to find that's out. That's what they're in theory trying to find out. Right. Yeah. Let's see here. Spoiler. Steve failed. <laughs> Did he? I mean, maybe spoiler alert. Did he fail or is there not a tunnel? Oh, or, is it just lore? Or you're off by an inch, you're off by a mile. That's true. I mean, they kind of crushed Charles's dreams. Yeah. So, anywho, Rick uh, says, based on Steve's plotting, mm -hmm. oh, this is what you just said, mm -hmm. and the orientation of the shaft, the tunnel could possibly be driven north or um, from where they were before, mm -hmm. right by F4. And F4, as we're reminded, is where we had a high gold signature in the water mm -hmm. and silver. Yes. And uh, Rick says that if they move north on that line, uh, then they could possibly intersect the tunnel if it's there. Mm -hmm. He said possibly. So he was leaving room um, for Steve to be wrong. That's true. He And it, a theory is but a theory until you hold something in your hand. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So this is a theory as far as... But, you know, I, I thought Steve said he doesn't have opinions. He has facts. Mm -hmm. So the tunnel should be there, Steve. Yeah, if you're off by an inch, you're off by a mile. He could have been, like, basically what? right it's on. It's not it. a fact, then, if he missed. It's not well, a fact. Okay, how about it's this? It's not come to guarantee. No, how about this? How about what if, like, the wood broke or something, and it, like, split, and they drilled right through the split? And there was no nothing to hey, to get. How about this? What if the whole tunnel structure collapsed? You know, what if there were signs of a deep collapse? <laughs> That's said to have happened. So, 
<laughs> so they might have drilled right through it and not even known. Yes, that that's true. But uh, so Marty stop looks... throwing Steve under the bus. <laughs> it's just easy and fun. I'm sorry, Steve. Uh, so Marty looks to Rick and asks where he would like to drill the next borehole. Right? And, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Rick says they would need to stick somewhere around F4, mm-hmm. possibly F2 area, dot, 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 somewhere over there. Mm-hmm. And Steve is fairly quick to chime in, says he would suggest going south of foot and calling it F.25-4. Heck yeah, baby. And I swear I saw like a little smile come up there like, this is going to drive them crazy. I like it. I don't. First off, because it missed the collapsed tunnel. And second, just because I'm crazy about the name. Yeah, Steve, you probably should have gone with uh, F.5-4. Sorry, like, bro. I could have even gone with that. But, but the point two five. I'm sorry. How about F.75? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so anyway, Rick agrees with this new hole and says it makes sense. Everybody agrees. They're all in on it. Yeah, Doug, Doug says that historically the great collapse happened and the debris came down and flooded through the tunnel. We've never heard this. <laughs> the great collapse. <laughs> to the shaft deep six. Collapse. Yeah. To shaft six. And so there's uh de- if there's debris in that treasure chamber in the money pit, it could very well be in that tunnel. I mean, at this point, they could just like put some water in there and like doubloons are going to start shooting up out of it. That's what, uh, don't you remember? Like, I think episode one, episode one, we they were going to airlift all the gold coins out, out of 10 X. Yep. Yeah. Rick was like, Oh, this is going to be easy. Uh, this is piece of cake. I mean, come on. We got all the technology. Now we're looking at muons and we such. haven't got that on the regular episode yet. I know, so but chill out. you chill out. Uh, Rick is really excited and thinks that the debris field is important and feels like it could be where the one thing is. So, well, but, there it is. You know, if they miss, then it could be the sign. That could be a sign of a deep collapse. You can just blame it on Steve. That's fine. I mean, whatever. It Apparently, that's a fairly easy thing to do. Yeah. Okay, so that was the research center. Mm-hmm. We also have lot four. We have the swamp. Oh, we, you know, we missed pit. the money pit. No, they go center. back to the money yeah, pit. Duh. That's where they, Sorry. after the research center, they go and work on borehole F.25-4. Yeah, where they're looking for the shaft six tunnel. Yeah, that's one we gave a spoiler alert for earlier. Spoiler alert. Yeah, so they're looking. Mm-hmm. They drill it. The core that hits the table they, from all the way down 119 feet, and they haven't hit anything yet. Nope. And so this core looks to be partially backfill and pushed in material. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. And, I mean, to be fair, they were, like, at the base of the Dunfield, the what they think is the Dunfield dig, right? And that went down to 130 mm-hmm. feet. So, I just... I don't know. I don't know either. Like, I wonder why they went to this area, t- truthfully, because mm-hmm. literally Rick, a couple episodes ago, he's like, okay, we need to stop like guessing up here towards C1 mm-hmm. and define this tunnel to the south more. And then they went right back up towards C1. Well, and that's fine. But I thought so because In the cluster F4 had this really high gold signature, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, if things. Let's say that within the Dunfield dig, they intersected 
say flood tunnels, this booby trap system or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, when he pushed everything back in, all that material is going to be a lot more loose, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's going to have, be able to move water through it easier. French drain, right? basically. I, I mean, in theory. Mm -hmm. And then, so if F4, which is like in the center of Dunfield Dig, and it, water's freely moving in there, to me, with that higher gold signature... I, I don't know. Is it higher because all of the gold that's like right on either side of it where the treasure chamber is like the water's leaching into that area? Maybe. But when you put down the core, I, I don't expect to find the tunnel in at the very bottom. Like the, I, the drilling was right at the base of the Dunfield dig. I don't understand. Help me understand. Why? You'll have to tune in next week and the week after and the week That's after true, to find out. That's true, because the next week on looks <laughs> intense. I'm I actually really excited. They, they didn't show it at the end of the episode. No, but they... Sh okay, so if you watch it back on the app, they have a different next week on than mm -hmm. they did when you watched it on the Beyond Oak Island one. It was good. Yeah, Beyond Oak Island was good. Yeah, but so was... Oh, you're talking about the preview. The only. next time on. it. I mean, we'll talk about it when we get there. Cool. Anywho. Anywho, so... Terry, it's a swing and a miss. Yeah, it's all right. Terry says that they know where it's not, and uh, they can move east and west on that F line. So there you go. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. All right, so do you want to... Let's go and do some good old... Um, swamp action? Sure, we can swamp it up. Let's swamp it up. You're kind of swampy. Thanks. You're welcome. All right, so headed out toward the swamp for the first time, we got Marty, mm -hmm. Doug, Gary, and Billy doing their thing. Digging at the edge of the swamp. Yeah. So they explained to Marty that they've been finding lots of wood pieces, potentially from a ship. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Marty asked Gary, asked if Gary has come up with any metal signatures and he hasn't. So the metal detector guy is finding a lot of wood with his optical scanners. What's the point of having Gary out there? He's not finding he, nothing. Well, the goal is to have him out there to hopefully find something, right? The doubloons. You're definitely not going to find anything if you're not looking, right? But exactly. And he's good at looking at the ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's real good at it. He he has a keen eye. He really does. Yeah. So Marty has Billy go deeper in kind of like the section that they're doing along the road there. And yeah, at the at the southern road. And Billy is having Billy take off like a foot of sand at a time because they're getting to the original bottom of the swamp. Original. What does that even mean? Because like I thought there because it's in sand. Okay, but I thought they were thinking that the swamp was artificial, right? Yeah, but it means, but before it was, it was swamp, it would have been like oceany bottom, which is what they were into was the sand. Yeah, but wouldn't that be really deep? Well, not if it's shallow there. I, I mean, you'd have to ask them. I, I personally, I don't know. Maybe you'll have to ask Billy. Well, I mean, 
the shore they're does probably taper gonna off. know a little bit more. the shore would taper you know, yes so i guess that can make sense all right go on anyways so they're just kind of like having him scrape a little bit off gary does his little walk through the trench scrape a little bit more it's it it's really a classic use of billy's trowel mm -hmm. anyway so gary ends up finding another piece of wood and him and marty agree looks like a possible survey stake like they were laying out a road or like the one they found out found while laying out finding the road that was laid out from the 1600s. Yeah, but those are little tiny things. This one was bigger, wasn't it? Mm, I mean, it looked like it was cut similar. But, okay, so they find that stake, right? And they keep coming up with more stakes. Mm -hmm. they, they found some last week, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're still finding these stakes and they're not near the stone road, does that mean that they were staking out something additional? Are they getting closer to another structure if there's these stakes nearby Could that's kind of what i keep thinking if you look on the i was looking at some overhead uh old aerial images of the west side of the swamp and you know what? it looks like there's a lot of rock right there kind of like right under the surface when they like drained it Maybe there's another road situation going on over there. Not Maybe. that that's where they're digging, but I, if you're going to make something, plan it and stake it out like a road. Well, if you find stakes first, then maybe there's something nearby. If you find stakes first, eat them. <laughs> it's like chicken or egg, mm. which came first steak or rock. Yeah. The steak. Hey, um, I don't know if you saw it or not, but mm -hmm. somebody had posted something in one of the Oak Island groups on Facebook. I think mm -hmm. it was Oak Island treasure. And it was like pictures of the swamp with like, um, uh, a wooden fence running into it. And they look like the stakes. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you know, they found those two different types of stakes, right? They had the bigger one that looked newer. Mm -hmm. that, that would could, that could be something like that. That yeah. would actually look a lot like a stake that would like I a mean, fence post. Yeah, like the one yeah. Billy was because now I think about it. So mm -hmm. like cattle fence. Yeah, that's what they were like the kind of like this, you know? Mm -hmm. Like an X. So like at my mom's house, what's around oh, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. that I mean that's cattle fencing, uh -huh. right? Okay. So you have the big old round wooden stakes that are driven to the mm -hmm. ground and then mm -hmm. they'd have wire between them well that would make sense and especially considering all the property disputes and hmm, it's good information watch they date it and it's like super new the big one i billy's big stake <laughs> is uh it's like his pencil i'm trying to find it but Carry on. Okay. Well, anyways, as they continue digging, and we've already talked about the potential survey stake, Billy takes off another foot, and Gary's going through his trench. Doesn't get any metal hits, but Marty, who's standing on, like, right on the outside of the swamp, happens to see a piece of what looks like shaped wood to him. And it ends up, like, Gary's like, whoa, that is weird looking. And as he pulls it out, it's like a broken piece, but it looks like a piece of deck planking potentially so more shippy ship pieces could be could it 
Maybe. I mean, it's kind of nice. They fit together like puzzle pieces. So we got a couple more to this thousand piece puzzle. So yeah. Marty is just standing at the edge of the swamp and is like, hey, what's that weird looking thing? Gary almost walked right by it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, very. Hmm. But that Gary, was it for so, that first swamp section. I, I don't know. Those pe those plankings, I, I hope they do the C-14 data on, on them or uh, dating on them. Yeah. And come back like with similar numbers, you know, like the 700 AD-ish uh -huh. era. That would be super cool. Because they look similar-ish. Mm -hmm. so. It'll be interesting to see what the dates are from all the potential ship pieces, right? That they're trying to articulate back together mm -hmm. to, as a ship. They're probably rebuilding the ship in the research center or something. You know, with Noah's all those Ark. pieces. Yeah, probably. You remember, we just watched something and it showed a re recreation of Noah's Ark that's in Kentucky. <laughs> And it's freaking huge. Right? Yeah, what they thought I had no idea this recreation existed, let alone that it was a theme park. It's a, it's a Noah's Ark theme park. I could check <laughs> that out. It'd probably be cool. I just was like, wait, they made a Ark theme park? Why not? I mean, I guess. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, you want to go to the last portion at the swamp? Yep. So, of course, Billy, Gary, Scott, Charles, and Laird are there. And they're digging and going through the spoils that are there. And Gary pulls out wood. And then he wood? just, like, hands it to Scott. He's like, here, hang on to that. <laughs> Scott's like, what am I going to do with this? Yeah, sure. It looks interesting. And then as they get talking about it, Gary says it actually looks to be a part of a barrel stave. Mm. Yeah. So they've already found like the cask or barrel lid. Mm -hmm. They remember when Rick came like walking over <laughs> with like a bundle of them. Mm -hmm. they, and then we've seen a the, the metal strapping or whatever from that. Whoa. Um, so they might have a whole barrel they can put together, but just no treasure to put inside of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No doubloons yet, but. Just a barrel of monkeys. Just a barrel of monkeys. <laughs> well, I thought the barrel, like the find. So remember, the story is when Shaft Six collapsed. So like they grab a barrel. Mm -hmm. Maybe the guy got really upset and like threw it in the swamp instead. Why? Because it's empty. Or because he got thwarted by the water. I, I, I don't it's know. a long way over to the I know I know so, I know okay he's not just I chucking it like he's uh Joe Montana or something you know sure whatever works okay barrel stave it's clot worthy flashes back to the barrel pieces that were found in the past uh-huh which she has mentioned uh Gary says that he better get out of the way because Billy Buckets is coming in <laughs> so, here comes Billy Buckets does that make you happy? Does that make There's you laugh? There's a hole in my bucket, dear Billy, dear Billy. No? Okay. So um, Billy tells them that he sees a pointed piece of wood in the bucket and tells Scott and Gary so they uh, can go retrieve it. So they're like, he's here, ch check my bucket, man. I saw something sharp and pointy. And he Gary right. and Scott comply. So who has the best eyes on the island? I don't know um 
besides MJ? Yeah, Michael John is said to have eagle eyes, but mm-hmm. like, look at Gary and look at Billy. Yeah. And Rick sometimes out there too. Well, no, because Rick is the lucky digger, right? Okay. So he gets he gets the lucky digger situation. And then but I I mean Michael John's always finding stuff. It's like a natural talent that I feel like was just blessed with. You know, he walks around and he finds things. But Gary also just because his metal detector is not going off, he keeps picking things up off the ground. He knows what he's looking for. But Billy, if it's in the bucket, it's like he can see through the dirt. He has like x-ray vision. Yeah, but he always knows when there's something unique in his bucket. Billy Bucket. He's got eyes. So Billy Bucket's got eyes on the bucket. I So I really have no idea. Anyway, it's definitely a shaped piece of wood. Oh, that they found. indubitably. Yeah, it definitely is. It's. It, it is what it is. And they call it layered over to take a look. Mm-hmm. And it could be like a pin for mm-hmm. tying up ropes on the ship. Mm-hmm. Or they say maybe a plug or. Yeah. It looked like it might just like fit into something as like a stopper kind of, mm-hmm. you know, like in the side of a barrel. Yeah. I'm just saying more barrel pieces, but it's definitely mm-hmm. shaped. Yeah. We, 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 okay. So a week ago mm-hmm. for my other podcast, I watched national treasure and you were watching a little bit with yeah. me. And at the very beginning of the first national treasure, mm-hmm. they go to the boat, the, mm-hmm. um, the Charlotte, and there's like all these buckets full of gunpowder or not buckets, but barrels. Yeah. And one of them has a pin in it like that. So there you go. So, I mean, it could have been, it could be, you know? Okay. And this is funny because, you know, they get done and everybody goes back to their positions because Laird and Charles are standing on the other side trying to keep an eye on stuff. And then you have a Scott and uh, Gary over here on the other side of Billy Buckets. <laughs> and then all of a sudden Scott finds another piece of uniquely cut wood that's smaller. And then they're like, hey, Laird! <laughs> and Laird's like thinking, I just got over here to my piece of plywood. Here we go again. It's kind of like when he was in the archaeology trailer. (laughs) Like, hey, you want to render opinion? He's like thinking, do I have to? I have like another thirty-six artifacts. He's like, he's like, I'd rather you guys just, you know, could you you just do it? Does it really need me? Is it shiny? (laughs) And anyways, Laird meanders over, and you know they take a look, and Charles points out it could have been part of a tool. And that was kind of my initial first thought. But, you know, Laird seems kind of surprised. And it was because it looked like a shaped piece of wood, whether it was carved or whatever. And we get the flashback to the T-square they found last season. Mm -hmm. That was my initial thought was T-square, tool, something along those lines. I don't know. But we talk a little bit about that in the war room later. But that's really where they end that area yeah so um it looked like something else to me what did it look like to you okay hold on i'm, I'm trying to pull up the picture to show you oh or should i continue yeah, on continue to the on. Yeah. war so that's it for the swamp but they do have a war room like towards the end mm-hmm. of the show where they're actually talking about these pieces that they found in the swamp right so it's pretty full we got laird Billy and Scott who come in because they want out of the cold Mm -hmm. uh, from the swamp and they're meeting with 
and they come to meet with Rick, Marty, Tom, Craig, Paul, Dan Hensky, and Alex to show them the pieces of wood they've just found and pulled out the all kind of within that small area in the swamp. Uh, Laird gives them the piece of wood that looks carved that mm -hmm. we were just talking talking about and says that as woodworking people maybe you would have some more insight into this because they couldn't really decide what it was so apparently marty and rick are also woodworking people i don't know i think we just learned that no don't you remember uh how many how many thousands of feet of fencing have they made in their life remember when um yeah but that was stone Oh, was it stone? Yeah, he's like, how many like of stone walls have they made? But okay. that wasn't. I thought it was wood. Well, it wasn't. Uh... I mean, Marty was making a fence yeah, out of wood. There you go. Like, That's what last... I'm thinking of. Like when yeah. he was quarantined last year. Yeah, and when you, the, during the Marty, the Marty Mon montage, montage. Yeah, you know. But yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, like going back real quick to mm -hmm. that artifact found that I was trying Which to find we were a picture just of. Talking about. Yeah, yes. like I. Okay, so what it looked like to me was the, you know, the eagle head on the back of the goddess oh of the forest. Yeah. It looks just like that to me. It, just okay, it doesn't smaller. look just like it, <laughs> yeah. but it was definitely, I could see like little nose. Yeah, and that yeah that's thing. what it looked like to me. It just looked mm -hmm. like uh, a smaller uh, representation without the detail, mm -hmm. but it looked like the same shape. Yeah, yeah. And, but, and that was a carved piece of wood. Yeah. And Marty's initial response is that, First, looking at it, he would say possibly like a piece of furniture, mm -hmm. which I thought, oh, okay, you know, that makes sense, like a decorative piece, kind of mm -hmm. like what you were saying off the back of the goddess of the forest, that totem pole. Well, I, it could be like a big piece of furniture, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Technically. No, um, not. <laughs> Tom asks, is it possibly like, Oh, like rope could have made that marking mm -hmm. on it. That looks that looks very plausible. And then all of a sudden, it, everyone was like, "Oh, well, that makes sense." You saw like a bunch of light bulbs go off. If there. only they would have had Carmen Leg look at it, he would have known that immediately. He he would have, even though he's a blacksmith. I know, but he would have been like, "Oh, that's from where from a rope, right?" But uh, Craig agrees that it does indeed kind of look like that, and everybody, including Laird. Mm -hmm. thinks it could be rope burn yep. and they talk about trying to figure out the species of wood in case it's something exotic marty explained like it kind of because it dried so fast he was thinking it was a harder piece of wood like they just came in from the swamp the other two pieces were still wet and that one had dried already and that's the type of wood they would have typically used for something for like the pins to tie up the ship or whatever so it would take a long time for that to rub down mm -hmm. so initially laird was saying hey maybe c14 but maybe figuring out the species first would be a better fit and i would have never thought of that yeah 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 uh let's see here billy mm -hmm. he explains that it was very near where they pulled the ship's railing from last year mm -hmm. where they found this these items which is good news yeah it means we're getting closer to it yeah, everybody, I, I see on Facebook, people are like, well, why are they just digging next to the road? Like, the ship anomaly was more toward the middle of the swamp. Why don't you go dig up there? Well, and further to the west, they were saying. But they're making their way down. Sure. 
I'm excited for what they find. Well, I would sure hope so. Yep. They also explain that they're just getting into the original surface of the swamp, like Deidre mentioned mm -hmm. earlier. Uh, Marty sends Billy, Laird, and Scott back out to work. To find the rest of the ship. Yeah, find it, find the rest of the ship, Find boys. me some more ship pieces, guys. Yeah. And basically, they're like, we wanted to finish our meeting in here, and you guys came in interrupted. So get back to work. Jerks. Jerks. It's okay. All right. We got two more sections to talk about. Mm -hmm. We've got Doug's presentation in the war room mm -hmm. and lot four. Mm -hmm. So let's see here. Do we want to do Doug's presentation or lot four next? And let's jump into Doug. Doug, 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 the Doug. research man. What is that supposed to mean? Oh, okay. Doug. <laughs> hey, Peter or uh, David Fernetti sighting. I know. That's exciting. I was like, oh, bros are here. The bros are here. The Fernetti bros. Yep. Uh, Laird was there. Peter was there. Like, you know, uh -huh. bros were there. Uh -huh. uh, Alex was there. Rick and Jack. Yep. You know, they had a good good team. Uh -huh. uh, good uh, discussion a Good turnout group. for yeah, the group. war room. So um, Doug has a pre presentation about the who. The who. Who. Because he's a researcher. Mm -hmm. So he's going to research his little heart out. Yeah. All right. So he explains that what really kicked this off was finding the two round stones, the mm -hmm. uh, shots, mm -hmm. and uh, one last year at the wash table and then one found on lot 16 this year. Mm -hmm. He reminds them that these stones are not native to no uh, Nova Scotia and definitely not Oak Island. Yeah. Uh, when Dr. Rayside had given his opinion on them, he suggested that they were likely uh, places uh, that originated for the um, shots were the Azor Islands, uh -huh. which are a group of islands near Portugal, what? part of Portugal. The Portuguese? <laughs> yeah. So Doug goes on to explain that these stones would be classified as two-pounders, which means they would have been shot out of a deck gun, swivel gun, rail gun off the side of a ship. And the Portuguese were the very first to put cannons on board their ships. Good job, Portuguese. But they weren't the last. No, they definitely weren't. Everybody else was like, I want one of those. It's a good idea, Portuguese. <laughs> yeah, they Portugal. Saw the Portuguese are like, did you see that dude ship? He had guns he on had it. guns on it. I want those. There you go. I mean, you know, it's the same as like when you're tricking out your car, but you're tricking out your ship. You sure. want the same guns as that guy. Do they have spinner uh the spinner, spinner sails? <laughs> I don't know. Oh right. man. Uh Doug goes on to explain that these stones. Oh, I already said that. Yeah. All right. So um the stone shot came into play around the early 1400s uh -huh. and dwindled out of use in the mid-1600s. So, in Doug's opinion, if these were from a ship or from an armament armament. Uh, that they would have been able to narrow that range down between the 14 and 1600. So mm -hmm. that sounds pretty likely. Yeah. And Doug says that the Portuguese exploring um, on their shores make them one of the early su suspects in the mystery. Not on their shows. No, not the shows. So I wrote the notes this week and I put that the Portuguese <laughs> were exploring on their shows. So apparently the Portuguese were also the first to have reality television. Now they were exploring uh, Oak I or the Curse of Oak Island and beyond Oak Island and probably Civil War Gold too. Right? Those are all their shows. Oh, jeez. Right. They're busy. Yeah, so Laird chimes in and agrees that the Portuguese um, 
had been coming over for years and years. Uh-huh. And all this also, like, they don't even mention this because maybe they're like, well, we said it enough and you know. But A like, deep collapse. We've said that enough. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, uh, <laughs> when, remember Terry Duveau, uh-huh. you know, and him talking about the road being possibly made. Uh, it's uh-huh. like, uh, it looked like a Portuguese build. Right. Right. So, you know, well, it's point to that stuff, uh-huh. you know. And it's just funny because last year, and the year before, it was English or it was French or, it, you know, at one point, he's even the Aztecs. <laughs> but, you know. I mean, why not? Why not? All right. So, Doug says uh, that the question is, what are they all doing here? Like, why do you guys keep coming here? Yeah. Well, what are specifically what are the Portuguese doing? Then? Yeah. Uh, Clotworthy explained that there's a documented history of explorer. Mm, a name He's, I cannot say. A Portuguese explorer. Yeah, arriving on the shores of Nova Scotia in 1520, and he refers to the name as the land of the cold fish. Cod fish. The land of the cod fish. <laughs> <laughs> there were there were several other expeditions that made settlements. <laughs> in I like the land of the cold fish. Fish in the freezer. <laughs> oh man, that's funny stuff. Well, it's northern fish. I mean, they're gonna be I cold. mean, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, anywho, there were settlement several other expeditions uh, they made in settlements in Newfoundland, Cape Breton, mm-hmm. uh, South America, Africa, Asia, uh, where they collected a large amount of gold, silver, and precious jewels. Rick says the uh, interesting thing about that is that they looked at the French and the British. Uh, but they never looked at the Portuguese. <laughs> hmm. Way to add another one in there, Doug. Yeah, Doug. Uh, man, like, I like what Doug's presenting here, but it, like, my favorite theory is what Doug presented with the ship log oh, and yeah. uh, Duke Don V, mm-hmm. you know, Alex's great, 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 great grandfather. Mm-hmm. I like that best. So, okay. Well, go back to that. We Doug. need to be evidence based. That's true. Okay. All right, well, I mean, that document said go to a, an island on the seashore and there and dig a and giant pit. Dig a big hole and, and put, put this stuff in it, in it yeah. right? I like that. So, um, Anywho, Doug continues to further explain evidence that would lend to the Portuguese being there. Mm-hmm. In 1971, Professor Ross Wilhelm thought he that after the 1526... After 1526, the bulk of gold and silver shipped to Europe from the New World was moved in guarded convoys in fleets or uh, vessels so that when the fleets were coming from South America, making their turn toward the Azores, if they encountered storms, the ships were driven toward Nova Scotia's coastline to take safe safe haven from the storm and repair ships. I mean, that would... Makes sense. No weather channel, right? No weather channel. Uh, they seem to be finding enough evidence on Oak Island that suggests a ship repair. Jack seems super excited about this. Yeah, he's got course. saucers for eyes. Yeah. Uh, Doug goes on to say something he, that they stumbled across was a map from the early 1500s or from the 1500s and the, a, a map from the early 1600s where you can see Cape Breton, Newfoundland, and a place called Port of Refuge. Well, it looks suspiciously like Mahone Bay. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Port of Refuge. Like, that's 
I, I think that's a pretty big deal. Like it is a big deal. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Doug says that the Portuguese, with their early exploration and search of gold in the New World, may have come to Nova Scotia and found signs of gold, and were actively looking and exploring for that gold, and needed a place to process or hide away that gold. He uh, points out that uh, we know that they were here, so that makes them more a more likely suspect uh, than anyone we can't prove was here. Like <sighs> the Aztecs. Right. Or, I mean, there's a lot of play people we can't necessarily prove that were over here, but like clearly the Portuguese were. Like native Antarcticans. Yeah. Yeah. There penguins. I don't know. Yeah. No penguins on Oak Island. <laughs> no penguins on Oak Island. <laughs> so um, Rick seems happy, but goes on to say that there's a lot of information here that needs to be looked at and much more in depth mm -hmm. uh, because who knows where this may lead. He says the only thing that they're supposed to be uh, that is uh, like putting them off about this is they're supposed to be putting more X's through people and not creating more suspects. Doug. Doug. Way to bring another person to the table. We're supposed to be getting rid of some. Yeah. Aw, poor Doug. We saw her. I dude. love Doug's like presentations, though. He's really good at kind of not only just explaining, but his research is super solid. He, you know what I noticed about Doug when he's doing his thing? He always like looks down and looks over at the top of his glasses yeah. like Dumbledore. So does that officially make him credible? Because mm -hmm. he's like just, Dumbledore. I'm just saying, like, literally, that was like a trademark of Dumbledore and Harry Potter looking over the top of his half moon spectacles. It's also a trademark of Doug. A lot of most people. mostly Doug and Dumbledore. Mostly Doug and Dumbledore. Double D's. D and D. Hey, Doug like and us. Dumbledore. We're double D. <laughs> oh, that was the end. We're D and D. That war room. Well, now they have Doug and Dumbledore. Yeah, that was actually the end of the episode. No, we had lot four. Oh, lot four. My bad. You needs to calm down. Well, what happened on lot four? Why don't you take this one? Well, Steve, Gary, and Jack head out to lot four to metal detect. Uh, I just, I kind of giggled through this whole section. Sure. Why so um, Gary has his big metal detector that he comes out there with. And Jack points out that Gary thinks this is... The, the Gary thinks this is the metal detector that can help them find some of those magnetometer signals. Mm -hmm. It's the GPX 5000. Hi, Emma. <laughs> Emma wants a snack. Hold on, everybody. So we get the GPX 5000, which, um, you know, hit the uh, lucky digger that he has with him in this episode is... Uh, the Jack 5000? Jack 6000. Oh, well, whatever. To go with no, the he... GPX 5000. Yeah, okay. Well, it's an 18-inch coil, and it explains how this is like going from uh, knee-deep to chest-deep as far as depth, and this allows him to look at targets of up to five feet deep. Uh, Steve uh, takes him to the center of the anomaly from the survey earlier this year. Gary says he's going to start in the center and do a spiral search pattern. From there, he's going to go around and around until, until they hear him shouting. Is that because he's dizzy? I guess <laughs> he's going to metal detect starting in the middle of this anomaly, right? From the magnetometer hit that they think could be the shaft. Mm -hmm. And they're just supposed to sit there and watch him until he starts going, Wah! 
<laughs> Apparently. Basically. Mm -hmm. You see all the people in the chat saying hi to Emma. <laughs> Emma says hi and she loves you all too. Yes. And she wanted some Cheetos. <laughs> That's a big bag of Cheetos. Too. I know. That, that, she came in at the wrong or right time. For those it. Cheetos aren't meant to be just eaten out of the bag. <laughs> that that those Cheetos are meant to be poured into separate little baggies for school lunches. I can't go anywhere <laughs> right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she'll enjoy it. Oh gosh, dinner is spoiled. Yep. Um. Right, so, um, Jack is following Gary around with a shovel. You know, he's a good little assistant. Good little. He's walking in a circle. Yeah. And uh, he's uh, carrying um, a metal detector of his own. He's got flags. No, he's he's not. But Jack had a metal detector over his shoulder, didn't he? No, Jack had the shovel. Mm -hmm. And then Steve has become the Jack 6000's carrying assistant. He's walking up. He's carrying a metal detector, his GPS, all the flags, and like... He's got like pins and stuff shoved in his pocket. And Jack's just like, do, 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 carrying his shovel, following Gary around until he screams. I'll get my GPS. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his GPS and like every other surplus item. Fun. All right. Clotworthy explains that they are looking to find some solid evidence that would lend to permits for the team to possibly excavate uh, to search for the hatch. Yes. And, you know, they're talking about that hatch, and I was like, like, right before they started, they said anything about, like, it It was probably wood. I uh -huh. was thinking to myself, well, the door is going to be wood, you know. Back in the day, they're not going to fashion a giant metal door. But the magnetometer hits would have been, like, I, I'd assume metal, right? And that's where they're starting from this anomaly. And matter of fact, Gary calls out these being a screamer. And Steve, being so excited, says, I bet that's our anomaly. <laughs> okay, Wrong. calm down. Calm down, Steve. Uh. No, it was a giant staple. Or half of a staple, Gary thinks. Yeah, it's pretty big. But it should be interesting. Like, once they get it cleaned up, you know, kind of like the finial. Could give them a lot more details. It could. Like, it could be something more elaborate. Gary says that, you know, this could be something as part of the hatch door. Sure. Uh -huh. Why not? Cool. Um, yeah. So Jack gets super excited and asks what the date range is to Gary. Uh -huh. And Gary says it's probably pre 1830s. He doesn't think there's much manganese in it. So they're probably going to so, take it to the archaeology trailer to find out, but we don't go. Wasn't it too big to get to put into the XRF? I don't think it was that big. Maybe. Well, I guess it's kind of hard to tell on yeah, TV. Yeah. Uh, so Jack says that this is something they need to bag. So he's going to take it to Steve so that Gary can keep on going. Yep. And then that's that. We don't see them do anything else. Uh -uh. So we assume that they continued their work and didn't find anything that day. Yeah. And or just kept bagging. Hopefully they used all their flags. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's interesting to know they're out there. I mean, they got permission and they were laying down flags and digging some stuff up, you know, without Laird. And, but they're trying to find something to get permits to do a bigger dig. Maybe. But I guess that's not in the like 
not green. You ever consider that maybe Laird was there and he was just sitting in like, you know, the vehicle or whatever, eating lunch or something? Oh, they would have showed him like shoving his face with a sandwich or no, something. Maybe he's just taking a break and letting them do their thing. He's like, guys, I don't need to be on th- on camera every time you go and do something. I have to be here, but I don't I, sometimes I just want to sit. I, I, you always call me over. Yeah, you know, like, okay, so He's pretty, you know, important on the island. He is. He's a wicked smart guy. You know, Steve's pretty important on the island, too. And how he's saying that they, he kind of, and they wish every, there was clones of him. Right. Cause well, do they, do they need stuff. a clone of Layer 2? Why not yeah. just bring back Aaron Taylor? I miss Aaron. That guy, he's got the jokes for days and he's wicked smart. Yeah, I know. Just bring back Aaron, put him on, you know. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen enough Spooner this year either. Where's Spooner? Spooner, we miss you. Spooner, Spooner. Where's right. the Swamp Doctor? Well, Swamp will still skin. Sure. All right, so that's the end of that episode, but then we have next time on The Curse of Oak Island. Yes. And DJ's going to have to read all this because I have not seen it. Yes. So uh, Gary's metal detecting gets something big. Mm-hmm. All righty. And then you see them going to meet with Carmen Lake with, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, whatever they pulled out of the hole that was big. And he's saying it's an item for moving something. Mm -hmm. And it would be like, you'd bring your item to shore off the boat and then you'd move it around with this. So maybe it's a big hook or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, Otherwise, I'd say like a wheelie cart. Okay. Um, You get a war room meeting of Mm -hmm. some kind with new mapping data. And it's the guys that did the uh magnetometer survey cool and we were waiting on the oh yeah something else needed to be processed and it wasn't mm-hmm. done yet but this also looked like additional processing it didn't look like the vlf survey it, it looked like something different but it would have been from that information it was really interesting because the way it was col- colored you see that it's labeled with tunnels like A, B, C, D. EFT? Nope. And then we get, there's an H8. So you get that one. And then it shows where a couple other like boreholes are. There's also a very square like chamber looking area that connects to one of those tunnels. Like it's pretty darn clear. I went back and looked. They highlight it so it's even more clear. But even when you remove the highlight, it's pretty darn hmm. plain as day. So, so what's it's really what, interesting? You don't know what A, B, C, and D were? Tunnels A, B, C, and oh, D. Oh, like underground tunnels. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like it's labeled as Tunnel A, Tunnel B. Cool. And showing where they're coming from. Fine. Marty looks really excited. Good. Um, I was really excited when I realized what the actual chamber thing look like but yeah i'm not sure which what type of map it was mm-hmm. um and then we see him drilling in the money pit and water is shooting back out of the borehole and doesn't you, that always happen not like this like they like it'll come out and then it just kind of stops but this is like you take it out and it's just like shooting up all like over the place yeah actually <laughs> and it's like but a geyser they, they can't turn it off Oh, man. Well, what if it's what if they hit a geyser? What if they <laughs> hit a flood tunnel? And then you hear Steve saying that they have pierced something that hasn't been pierced in a long time. Mm-hmm. So either someone's getting some ear piercings, you know, like maybe Gary's getting a new set of holes. 
you know, because he's got earrings. Sure. Or, or maybe Maddie Blake is out there. <gasps> he got some. Ear, uh, he got his uh, ears pierced like his mate from another state. <laughs> That's right. Uh, they got some a little gold up in there. <laughs> That's the goal. I can see Maddie wanting to get his ears pierced <laughs> like Gary Drayton. Oh, man. Uh, they would totally put him up to it, too. Yeah. And then Marty calls out that it's the fam- uh, the famous offset chamber. Hmm. So, dun, dun, dun. Huh. Why didn't they show that with the show? Like, I would, I would like to see that whole. Well, preview. you're gonna have to go back and uh, watch it on the history app, or wait cool. till tomorrow evening. Well, tomorrow evening is right around the corner, so that is true. Because then you don't have to speculate, but if you watch it before, then you can speculate with me on pregame. Anyways, it was a great episode. I had a good time watching it. Good information. I think next week it's going to be really good. I'm really excited about this whole offset chamber situation. Sweet. 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 Yeah, I'm excited too. Um, cool, cool. Uh, what's left to do? Oh, our clotworthy moments. Oh, yeah. What won last week? Do you know? I don't know. I seem to be lacking data on that. It was the first one. The first one won. Yeah, it's that one. Possible survey stakes found just west of the believed stone wharf in the swamp. Yeah. A survey stake? Yes. Just to be clear, Dustin didn't do his portion <laughs> of the assignment okay. and put it up. It was it was New Year's Eve, okay? So I forgot. My bad. <laughs> we do have two new ones mm. uh, for this week. So we will forgive. We will not forget, mm. but we will move on. <laughs> I think you should forget, too. I will not. Uh, you want to grab me some headphones? Sure. Or actually, I've already heard these, All so right, you just, need to hear them. Together. Okay, so clotworthy moments. So these are the ones you're voting on for the week. Okay, let's hear number one. Evidence of a shaft found some 70 feet deep in borehole HI4. I4? Evidence of a shaft? What, you mean the one with the uh, deep collapse? Could be. That's why we can't find the tunnel. (laughs) So evidence of a shaft is going up against. Wait for it. Could Doug's theory be correct? That was it? That was it. It felt intense to be like, um, like Mm -hmm. unsolved mysteries. Because it was like, could Doug's theory be correct? Bum, bum. Okay, so we have shaft uh, evidence of a shaft versus Doug's unsolved mystery. Doug's unsolved mystery. All right, so if you want to vote, uh, I'm going to put these up on Facebook today, right as soon as we're done from doing this, and uh, it would make it even easier if Deidre happened to have a screenshot of these. Oh, I'm sure I I do. Okay, cool. Then that'll be great. Good job. Thank you. Last time. Yeah. All right. So we just want to say go to facebook.com slash Oak Island podcast, find the groups tab, click on groups and find, could it be an Oak Island group? You can uh, vote there. Yep. Booyah. Booyah. All right. How can people get a hold of us? Well, they could go to um, facebook.com slash Oak Island podcast to visit us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Find us on Instagram at Oak Island podcast, mm-hmm. Twitter at Oak Island pod. Email us at Oak Island podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. 
And you can support us monthly on Patreon. Thank you to everybody that has. Uh, we heart you very much. We're getting closer to our goal. Yeah. So Shelly, um, Shelly asked, we want to uh, give a shout out to and Mary M. Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting us as uh, new supporters on mm -hmm. Patreon this month. Uh, means the world to us. Thank you so much. Yes, yes. I just mailed out a whole ton of uh, Oak Island trading cards a couple days ago because our order finally came in. Our printer finally got around to... Uh, got oh, to our order. Yeah, they, they were short-staffed, so it just... All kinds of shortages. Yeah, this took a long time to get them, but we got them, and Yay. we have more. So if anybody wanted to sign up at the $25 uh, per month level, please do, and then we will send you a full set of Oak Island um, trading cards. And that'll help us get one step closer to our goal of $500 per month so that we can start making more trading cards. DJ is going to be making a Ian Spooner card next. That's right. So um, go support us. Patreon.com slash Oak Island podcast. Um, you know, before we go, I sent an email to ourselves the other day because we got a, we got a voicemail and we missed it. And oh. It was from like November mm -hmm. and it was from, it said, Hey guys, this is Gail. Um, I just wanted to tell you something fun that I got in the mail today. So a while back I did a sketch of different symbols and I'm going to message them to you so you can see the sketch um, and send it to, to you and to the fellowship. Just kind of like, as you know, uh, Hey, uh, you know, uh, Did you even read this? I didn't even read this. Or listen to it? No, I just copied it and pasted it to ourselves. Anyway, Gail, Galia, uh, sent us a voicemail, and this was your cue to listen to it and, and read it, and you didn't do it. So, what? I sent this email to you. Yeah, so I had to do, you didn't send it to me. You sent it to the podcast email. Mm -hmm. For you. Okay, you realize, you know, we're not going to argue here. So thank you, Galia, for calling. Yes, we're going to go listen to that right now. Because <laughs> apparently we missed it. And anyway. we apologize. Yeah. Uh, join us tomorrow night for pregame at 5. Yeah. And Susan, thanks for putting all of our uh, contact stuff and uh, yes, all that you. good you stuff it. in the uh, chat. We really appreciate you. And we appreciate all you guys for being here. And uh, Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year, and we'll see you tomorrow, and until next time. Could it be?